All right, it is that time in the show when we dig in between the headlines and get all those juicy little nuggets that don't get the attention they deserve, but they should because they do, in fact, tell the story. No one doing it better these days than Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Hello there, Tom. Hi, Alex. I wanted to ask you because um, Jody Wilson-Raybould has been very present in this election and no more so than this weekend when she dropped one of her um, chapters in her upcoming book that comes out tomorrow. And it was pretty juicy. And so the prime minister's been talking about, you know, were you asked to do this? Did you make, did you tell her to lie, et cetera, and all the rest of it. But there was an interesting question about the RCMP of whether or not they had been investigating. And the prime minister said he hadn't been contacted. That does not mean the RCMP is not investigating. However, you will recall Bob Fife reporting back in 2019 that they tried to talk to the witnesses, but the prime minister's office was blocking people. So... You know, I don't know where this thing goes from here. I don't know if it's that the RCMP aren't investigating, weren't investigating, or can't, because there's a difference. Well, and the other problem is it's the RCMP. This is the this is the crowd, uh, commercial crimes unit that spent a decade uh, very slowly following prosecutions in the sponsorship scandal. It was ridiculous. Mm. This yeah. is not a crackerjack crime-fighting unit when it comes to <laughs> commercial crime. What it does say, though, is a broader issue. There's a, a, really, a, a, I think, on, on the public's part, a sense of dissatisfaction that the Lavalin business ended without any real closure. At the end of the day, the company pled out a guilty charge on fraud and was fined a quarter billion dollars. But what mm. was the influence? What was the lobbyist influence in the highest reaches of government? Even the ethics commissioner said he couldn't get to the bottom of it for exactly the mm -hmm. reason you just said, Alex. They wouldn't hand over yeah. the records. Does anyone really think the Mounties are going to dig those files out of the prime minister's office? I don't. But here we are left with this sort of weird scenario that's out of a second world country, not a G7 nation, where someone tried to get a sweetheart deal, a, uh, you know, a uh, suppression of a criminal prosecution, and it didn't work out. But that didn't mean they didn't try. And we mm -hmm. still don't really know who did what. We will someday. Especially... Yeah, well, I, I would hope so. But even those three months after the fact of when Jerry Wilson-Raybould was, uh, was turfed, there's still a lot we don't know. And it's clear they don't want us knowing it. So that's why I'm sure Mr. Trudeau's sweating bullets if he doesn't win a majority government. Please, 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 please let me get rid of those files. Um, well, Andy, sure, Andy okay. sure, when he was running in 2019, said he, he wanted a uh, royal commission into Lavalin. I haven't heard that in two years. Uh, and they have already got a promised uh, royal commission on pandemic mismanagement. Can you have two royal commissions at once? Well, actually, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, well, we're probably heading into a minority, so we'll still have all those uh, committees and all the other things, but uh, it'd be nice if it got asked about on the campaign trail. If only we weren't talking about abortion and guns and vaccines every day. I digress. Um, you guys are reporting that cabinet aides were in personal contact with VIPs and Liberal Party insiders seeking federal COVID contracts when uh, the pandemic started. And you guys got your hands on internal emails. They were, you know, while other suppliers were told to register with a federal website, what you guys find in these in, in emails indicate that uh, cabinet aides were offering this personal service to major Liberal Party insiders, like these high-profile liberals, like um, 
Sheila Kopp's name comes up, but so were Dragon's Den celebrities, big-time liberal donors, even Dominic Barton. Uh, he got a contract for $34 million. Like, what the hell? His, uh, his old uh, company, managing director of McKinsey and Company. Oh, yeah, sure. There was a former Canadian ambassador to uh, Cuba who had a friend who had a friend who wanted to sell masks <laughs> to the government of Canada. In this case, really, it was literally the losers who followed the rules. And what I mean by that, not yeah. a pejorative. If you followed the rules, that is, you took the Department of Public Works at its word and you submitted your company name when they issued a call to industry to solve their severe and terrible uh, pandemic supply shortage. I spoke with contractors a year and a half ago who said, you know, we followed all those rules. We couldn't even get specifications from the department. Forget about it. It didn't even get to the point of drop dead. But you know mm -hmm. something, Alex? If you had a friend in Ottawa, if you knew just the right person to call, you didn't have to queue up like tens of thousands of other suppliers did. And in fact, you were literally a loser because the contracts were out the door. There were millions of dollars involving prepayments on pandemic contracts that went out the door within days of the pandemic's outbreak on March 11, 2020. That's just the fact. That's what the records show. That's how Ottawa rolls. It's all about who you know. And if you don't know anybody, you don't get the work. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for Craig Kielberger, but, you know, uh, they hoisted themselves on their own petard. But but to your point, uh, rules are for losers, clearly. But, but, you know, it speaks to all kind of the spending that you guys have gone over time and time again. It's not really getting scrutinized, certainly not getting the scrutiny it should, not getting scrutiny in this election. But there are an awful lot of, uh, I mean, it's all. it always comes down to who you know or a phrase I cannot repeat. It, it has in this case. I can tell you there are MPs, and this is all caucuses. This includes the Liberal caucus. I can tell you that I know for a fact there are individual MPs. They have a gag reflex when they see mm. some of the favoritism and contracting that went on. It's simply you, it can't stand because we are no, once again no longer in the league of G7 countries. This is how it rolls in Zimbabwe. We, it, we have to do better than that. <laughs> Well, you, I, the bar is so low that even just having it off the ground at this point would be a, an improvement. Here we go. Um, this, this just, look, I read this and I thought, you wonder why people are just not buying in? There's a reason. There's no data, according to Dr. Tam, chief public health officer, to have any knowledge of whether or not it has any impact on vaccination rates. So there's no studies, no studies done by public health agency. Here we are, Tom, in an election that the prime minister cannot explain we're in, and yet vaccine mandates has been so politicized, so weaponized. And now we've got these huge protests all over Canada, and yet there's absolutely no data to back up and support whether they would work. Science. Yeah, it was an outbreak yeah. of science. And Dr. Tan, <laughs> this is... Uh, this is the Prime Minister's Chief Public Health Officer said exactly that. She was asked the question. She said there, there, there are no statistics. Why would more than 5 million level-headed functioning Canadians decline even one COVID shot? Would vaccine passports work? And there is no data that say they work. And that has been affirmed by others. Whatever subtle reason that people have, Apparently, coercion, that is making vaccination compulsory, is not proven to work, which raises an interesting question for everyone who's into doctor science. 
then why would anyone advocate for compulsory vaccination? That's a good question. It's kind of rhetorical, right. though, isn't it? Well, well, it is. And look, I, I'm not up for mandates. I think people should get vaccinated and uh, do their part, but I'm not into the to the mandates. But again, um, we're told to believe in the science and there is no science to back this. There's someone on September 21st who's going to have to govern this country. And whether it's Mr. Trudeau or Mr. Singh or Mr. O'Toole, someone's going to have to run a very, very angry and very divided Canada. And I don't know why the prime minister is not call, getting called on this BS of this politicization of this particular issue, because that's what's been done to it. Interesting. On this issue, though, Alex, you know, of all people, Dr. Tan said there are other alternatives. You want to hit young people, get celebrities on TikTok. You want to hit the old timers. How about free roving clinics uh, operating through workplaces? That's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Why not have set up free clinics at the grocery store on Saturday? And I'm sure, she said, there's every likelihood that you would have if you had free workplace clinics. It's there. It's right there. You know, you're going to buy groceries. Why not? Would that work rather than passing liability shields in Parliament and stating that you cannot access public services without disclosing your personal medical condition in breach of the Piracy Act? There's a lot of alternatives. But for some reason... Uh, there are certain people running in this campaign who've decided it's all or nothing. They're all or nothing kind of guys. And that's where we are. It's not science anymore, Alex. Politics. Well, there's a reason. Now we know why Dr. Tam has been gagged throughout the election and uh, her answer to that question (laughs) and approves it. All right. We will chat again and see what, uh, what comes up next. Appreciate the chat, Tom. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski, managing editor over of Black Locks Reporter. And, of course, I tell you all the time, it is a subscription-based magazine, but it is worth every single cent because they do, in fact, deliver. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on Point, and this is Global News Radio.